0: Welcome to Gone to Texas, a podcast about
1: AMC's Preacher. My name is Alex, and I have not read any of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher. And my name is Nick, and I have read all of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher.
0: Today we will be discussing the series finale of the AMC series titled End of the World. We will not be spoiling any of the comic, but we will be discussing the details of the series through Season 4, Episode 10. So pause this and go catch up before you listen to the rest of the episode. If you enjoy this show or any other show on the Midwest Podcast Network, please consider heading over to mpn.bz Patreon and pledge as little as a dollar a month to making our network even better. Special thanks to Jason K. and Gojo, who have pledged at the level of $10 plus per month. We have other shows on the Midwest Podcast Network, uh, such as ones about video games, horror movies, FX's The Alienist, and HBO's Westworld. Find out more about these shows, as well as how to support them at midwestpodcastnetwork.com. If this is your last episode with us, Thanks for coming along for the journey, but hopefully you're back for the wrap-up next week. Either way, please go check out some of our other shows. I think we do a lot of great work on these other programs, and I think you would enjoy them if you like this one. Absolutely. So please go check that out. But in the meantime, you can find more episodes of our podcast at g2tpodcast.com. We're also g 2 podcast on Twitter, and you can send feedback to g2tpodcast at gmail.com to tell us what you think of our podcast and share your thoughts on AMC's Preacher so we can read them on our show send us corrections, observations or anything regarding preacher or our podcast. Much like these corrections from Scott C. He wrote in with subject line "Booberry Burgers." <laughs> he said, "Hi guys, just a gentle correction about a couple of comments you made on the Fear of the Lord episode Tulip Made Booberry Burgers. I'm pretty sure. Remember in season 3 in Angelville she had a dream sequence where she was eating booberry cereal, the closed captioning called it blueberry burgers in this episode." But I'm pretty sure it was a callback to that Angelville episode where she was in purgatory.
1: Interesting. And
0: prior to in season two, when Bruce also Bruce brought up the fact in the Discord that she was eating blueberry when they were in the apartment with Denis as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. It's one of her favorite cereals, uh, clearly. So, uh, thank you, Scott, for writing that in. I think uh, blueberry burger is sounds like something I would want to try. Booberry burger, I don't really think I want to try that that much
1: yeah i don't know
0: i don't know about that like the blueberry i'm like there's probably some weird like
1: i could see like a blueberry compote or something working on yeah. like some sort of burger but maybe not beef maybe yeah. like a duck burger or something maybe i took it as they were just foraging yes And that's all that was there that's was what i was thinking too but the blueberry thing kind of makes sense. it makes more sense and it yeah. fits
0: with the rest of the show so i i and I, I like it i think it's funnier but
1: if you crushed if you like pureed Blueberry into like and bread like, into like breadcrumbs. You could use it that as like to a make the binder. patty. Yeah, that, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe we should
2: try try this. <laughs> yeah. the food of preacher yeah, YouTube right. show. There's not a lot of options. <laughs> no, no, there's not.
0: We can cook up some human leg and eat it. Yum. like like uh, Hair Star did. Uh, but thank you, Scott. We also had another email from our friend Youp. Youp wrote in with a wonderful email. Uh, as always. Uh, subject line: Dutch Waterline. He said, hi guys, this season is a bit of a mixed bag, but your podcast always makes me laugh and appreciate the show more. In regards to the flash forward, I hate it when uh, when an episode starts with a scene and then it cuts to a few blank earlier. Just make the beginning compelling instead of leaning on a moment of what's going on here, folks. Totally agreed. Uh, He said, I do like it in games like Uncharted 2 or Tomb Raider, but uh, there it is used to get you hyped and get you used to the mechanics of the game. Makes sense. Uh, I was laughing out loud when you managed to get on the subject of Dutch water engineering. I am not an expert on the subject, but our king is. He studied water management, so you can say that it is in our DNA. Fun fact. In order to defend against Spain, we built forts on the side of the river, but by the time they were finished, the war was over. I hadn't seen the waterworks for myself, so after finishing the podcast, I drove down there, and it was pretty cool to see. They were built after the great flood of 1953, in which uh, 1,836 people died. Now there are dams that control the flow of water. Uh, and then he sent a map. He said, this is to where the water came in 1953. Keep up the good work. I am looking forward to the podcast uh, when you are going to read the comic. So, you, p-
1: you are my favorite person. This
0: is the most wonderful email. The fact that we were able to push somebody thousands of miles away to go and check out something local that we somehow that you brought up kind of on a whim of the conversation yeah, that we were talking that about. he's
1: never seen before which is i'm like i'm like falsely equating that to like like i feel like oh you should have seen that but uh, there's tons of stuff in michigan that, that we, we haven't have, seen yeah, yeah or even in any of the states immediately around us so it's yeah, really i've not, never been to the statue of liberty so it's kind of sure. like yeah
0: you know but no that that was that's awesome you you wondered uh, how far of a drive it was for him, so I emailed him and he said it's about one hour and a half drive from my home after that we went to the beach and had a lovely
1: day in the sun Oh man so that's fantastic I want to visit so much <laughs> absolutely I want to see this water management for myself I feel like it's the <laughs> ultimate like taming of nature yes being able to i gotta wonder do you follow up. Do you have a lot of hydropower mm. in the Netherlands? Is a lot of your electricity and other power generated yeah. from water? That would be, yeah. Who I got to imagine yes. I would think so.
0: If they're, I mean, if water engineering is in their DNA. If you're king,
1: <laughs> which you have a king, which is really cool. <laughs> And that's his background. Yeah. That is the bomb. Yeah. No. Yeah. I legit, one time at a wedding, I had like a 35-minute conversation with somebody about this. That's awesome. Like about awesome. Dutch water management. That's beautiful. It was beautiful. weird. <laughs> 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 well, like our family is Dutch. And so it's somehow, I don't know, we were talking about like, I don't know how we even got on it, but <laughs> it went on for a long time. It was great. Yeah. And I was like, man, it really, this was like two years ago and it like really piqued my interest. Then that's why I started doing a lot of reading on it and that kind of thing. Cause I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. That's awesome. So the Midwest uh, Water Management Nerds <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Coming up after Gone to Texas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you guys Thanks, for you writing guys. in. That was, that was the best. Yes. Fantastic email from you, as always. Yeah. I'm uh,
1: bringing it around to video games, too. Just yeah. Like most conversations over here. Absolutely. Do.
0: Absolutely.
1: But yeah, um,
0: we did get a tweet from Anthony. I guess maybe I can preface the uh, our, our episode with this. I gotta pull it up real quick because I'm not prepared because I'm not a professional. Ugh. But um, he he tweeted his thoughts on the episode at us and he said on the finale. Yes.
1: Okay. Is this spoiler free?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, spoiler. Yeah, except for his thoughts. Well, that was a terrible ending. Holy shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so thank you, Anthony, for for writing in. That was it. That was it. <laughs> and um. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I almost responded to him with my thoughts. I'm glad I didn't because we can let's let's give some general thoughts on this finale real quick. Okay, My first viewing, I was like, Wow, I am extremely underwhelmed. okay. And I watched it on Friday night, and then last night I came home at like midnight and I was like, I gotta get these notes done. So then I started watching it for the second time, and okay. I feel like my second time around I have more appreciation for it. Good. I was able to di- digest a little bit more thematically of what was being shown to us mm-hmm. and and I could kind of do more with it. But how did, how did you feel about it?
1: Initially right when it ended, I felt really warm and fuzzy, which is where which is how I wanted to feel. That's good. That's how I feel at the end of the book. So that's the feeling that I wanted at the end of the show. So on that front I liked it yeah I do think it's messy I think the whole season is a little messy I feel like thematically it's all a little messy yeah I can't tell if it's because they didn't have a coherent plan from the start or if it's because they were forced they were given one more season and they had to rush and they didn't trim the things that they maybe should have trimmed um I don't know if it's because, you know, another option is that they just weren't interested in focusing on the same things as the book is. Mm-hmm. And the book has the advantage of having time yeah, to draw these things out to, and another, you know, benefit of that medium of comics is you can spend a few issues really hitting the themes hard and then take a few issues to kind of cool off and regroup and reposition everything and... And advance the characters through the world, and then put them into another situation where the themes kind of come back, and you can kind of have this ebb and flow. And that's not to say that TV can't or won't or doesn't do the exact same thing, but this season they just didn't really have that time, and I don't think that they spent their time
2: wisely. too wisely. Yeah,
1: which I I love the sh- the show and the characters so much that I have a hard time holding it against them. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I I am usually very overly critical. Of the things that I like the most, because I want them to perform, so to speak, to 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 reach the level that I think they're capable of. But at the same time, I kind of have like a weakness where I'm like, "Oh, that's okay. Yeah, y- you did your best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of thing." It's
0: being able to appreciate it for what it is, rather than what you wanted it to be. Exactly, as a, as and a that skill. and that
1: has been the key struggle this entire show, show. that we've done for <laughs> me, and it has only amplified this season because I knew we were facing the ending. Yeah, I think they got a lot really, really right in my opinion, about the ending in terms of an adaptation and as a work on its own two legs. I do think that there is a lot that doesn't really work super well. And I think there's a little bit that you kind of have to do a little bit of the extra work and a little bit of the extra... You have to go the distance on your own to kind of get the most out of it. Yeah. Which is something that I think you and I are both very familiar with Mm because we tend to really champion franchises and and movies they that need were, a little that bit were of help that were doomed <laughs> yeah <laughs> needed some help so this is not unfamiliar territory yeah i think i liked it though i liked i liked most of it i liked the second half of the episode i guess the first half i was kind of like oh my god yeah still, what the fuck is going still on <laughs> with this shit um yeah and i it worked. I think it worked for me for the most part. I am very excited now to go back and rewatch the whole thing because now I just feel like I have closure. Yeah, I know definitively what was adapted from the book and what wasn't, and that is such a relief. Yeah, like closure is honestly the best and only word I can use to describe how no, I felt it make, when it. I ended, think it makes sense. I felt like Cass. I was like okay
0: (laughs) we can be done (laughs) there's so much dangling in the balance of like are they going to hit the beats that i want them to to hit you know how is this all going to play out we're wasting time with certain things so now when you go back and watch it again you can spend a little more time appreciating it for what it was and and knowing
1: what's going to get hit and and that type of thing so that makes sense yeah i'm curious to know what anthony thought was so bad just all of it or like didn't like the very, very, very ending, or, or what if he's read the books, if he yes. hasn't. Um, so I am I know how I feel as a reader of the books, the things that I got and the things I didn't get, and I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. Yeah,
0: no, Anthony, right in, we'll obviously, we'll, I think we're going to plan to do a season wrap-up at least, and so, um, you know, right in, we'll have an opportunity to talk about it. I'd love to know a little bit more about your feelings, but let's get on with the recapping. Yeah, let's do it. So... Start with the teaser. A major arrives at a missile silo to deliver nuclear launch codes. Upon delivery, she and one of the lower officers shoot the other two people in the room to take command of the silo and watch the Apocalypse Variety review to await Humperdue’'s performance. Back at Masada, Humperdue appears nervous and Cassidy tries to psych him up. God goes to leave the dressing room when Cassidy asks what the point of it all is, and why wouldn't God just blow up the world and end it himself? God says, that's cheating. You all have to play your part. Free will. That's the fun. And he heads out the door to take a spot in the crowd. He also has some glowing eyes, which... Yep. um, It was cool. Yeah. I'm glad Cassidy got to ask that question. I'm also not super happy with God's response. Like, I I think... um, But something did come full circle with me this episode that did not connect previously, and it probably should have connected previously. Okay. The fact that God hates Genesis because it removes free will. Hmm. That somehow did not really occur to me, and I don't really know that the show does a great job of explaining it. You understand that God hates Genesis and thinks it's a stain on heaven and hell. But there's this interesting... Like, uh, to me, it kind of opened up this interesting aspect of, like, is God... Like, God is very clearly directly affecting a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But he still understands that there's an aspect of free will. It's like he's almost bound to play by the rules that he put out for this experiment still. And I don't... I Like, I, I think it's it's very messy like you said it's something that i don't think the show does a great job of like fully fleshing out but i do think
1: there's something there that
0: i could eventually eventually arrive at
1: yeah i hadn't thought of it that way but i would agree with that and it still is in keeping with god's immense like hypocrisy yeah god is seriously dr evil in this He's the ultimate, like, monologuing, mm-hmm. can't help himself, theatrical Doctor Doom supervillain. Yeah. And he loves setting people up to fail mm-hmm. and watching his own machinations play out. And he gets off on that for sure. And I think that he does hate Genesis for two reasons. Uh, it is different in the show than in the book, I think. In the book, it's, <clears throat> like you said, it's kind of a blemish mm-hmm. on the balance between heaven and hell and that kind of thing. But also the element of of free will, and he also fears it in the book, and in the show he doesn't seem to be afraid of it because no. he comes face to face with Jesse a lot, yeah, gives him lots of opportunity to use it, and then preys on Jesse's faith, counting on that, and it ends up working, and just is is yeah. part of that positive feedback loop for God, where he's like, oh yeah, I got it, I'm I'm the man, I'm the <laughs> yeah. man, who's the man? <laughs> he's like Bruce Willis and friends just flexing in front of the mirror, <laughs> just loving it. Yes. And so the the removal of free will, like you said, I, that I think that does irk him because it's the one thing he gave us. But at the same time, it's that thing about us that he hates. It's mm-hmm. what makes us what we are. And so it's this like this paradox yeah. that God can't. It's where solve. we
0: went wrong, but also part of his great design. Part of like, where we went right. Yeah.
1: And like, is it Jesse that says it towards the end of the episode? Yeah. That, that it's it's a miracle. Yes, like humanity is a miracle. miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of the main, one of the main points of Watchmen also, and in my opinion, one of the scenes in the movie that works better than it does in the book is when Dr. Manhattan realizes that like, oh wait, creation and life is into itself a miracle. Like Mm -hmm. there's, that it's flawed and and messy, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, that's part of, I think, God's problem is he loves that, but also hates it Mm -hmm. and can't rectify it in his own mind. He's, He's almost kind of like clue if we're gonna harken back to one of those <laughs> franchises that needs some help am i to create the perfect system yeah <laughs> you can't you can't you can't yeah. buy not like you did create the perfect system it's just it happens to be its perfection is is what does he say late at the end it's it's unattainable yes yeah everyone
0: watch tron legacy yeah please do it's so good <laughs> we're gonna do a podcast where we review a minute of tron
1: legacy every, every week, week. <laughs> Have we ever reviewed it on no. any of our shows? That is no, so weird. That is very weird. That is weird. We're going to come out in 2010? 2010. 2010. Yeah. 10
0: years next year. Uh, that gives us 15 months to uh, make it there. <laughs> when did we
1: start this show? In 2012. Or yeah. not this show, but yeah. Okay. The network. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. 2012. Okay. But anyway. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's that creator creation relationship that. Uh, everyone as a
0: well and it's like we as the creation of god will never have the full picture like it's it's almost like every time somebody makes something about this we're trying to reckon with what it all means and what god is and why he would do the things that he does yep and we'll never understand right or it's 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 possible that we will never understand or maybe until we die then we do understand or who knows what it is but like right now as people make these things and they try to pull at that question. I think the paradoxical nature of it all is very much the like things aren't perfect, and in a way that is perfect, and that's what it's supposed to be, or what it's meant to be, or the beauty of it all, that kind of thing. So I think it's
1: yeah, it's what makes us human. Yeah. Uh, anything else
0: about the teaser?
1: Is this the Gene Kelly moment? Yes. Yeah. God has stories. About stories Gene about Kelly. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Like God, God's just gonna. I am. I will say I'm disappointed that Cassidy never asks God point blank about the Big Lebowski. About the Big Lebowski. yeah. What, that,
0: a, what a tease. That is a total whiff. Like, I wonder if there's a deleted scene or something somewhere that just did not make it in. But
1: I mean, yeah, what a missed opportunity. And I don't give a shit what God's answer is, because no. I'm sure no matter what his answer would be, I would have loved it. But you would think Cassidy coming up against God would be like, what the fuck Being was in that? a green room with God, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and knowing that he kind of sucks and just being able to be like, hey, man. <laughs> Why?
0: (laughs) Or even Cassidy just being like, you know, I was going to ask you about the Big
1: Lebowski, but now that I met you, I understand. (laughs) Anything. Yeah. (laughs) Any acknowledgement of this joke they've been setting up since season one? (laughs) Right? Finale of season one? Yep. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that. That's one miss. There are things. I don't need to know what was in Jesse's letter to Tulip. I'm cool. Yep. I don't need that shit. Yep. Tell me. Give me the answer to the Big Lebowski The Big (laughs) Lebowski. Maybe we just have to tweet at Seth Rogen and be like, dude. What the fuck? yeah." Yeah. 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 Or we tweet at Mark Harlick, get his thoughts. Yes. Yeah. What would God say about the Big Lebowski? That's what that
0: interview needed to have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we can do a follow-up. Yep. All right. Act one. Jesse tries to fight the saint, but easily gets knocked down. He invites the saint to kill him, but says that the parents won't be happy. The angel and demon have arrived to defend Genesis. Featherstone Featherstone pours her heart out to Tulip and then attempts to kill herself when the gun jams. Tulip fixes the gun and lets Featherstone know... That doing what's right for you is sometimes the most righteous thing a person can do. She then makes her way to Humperdu's dressing the room and locks them all in. Jesus and Hitler are in an all out, knockdown, drag out fight while Star is on hold with tech support when the clock strikes zero. Um Jesse and the Saint Fighting. Yep. Some interesting stuff that did you did you expect the, the parents would show up to fight?
1: No. I was. That uh, makes a lot more sense than Jesse fighting the Saint. Yes. Yeah. Clearly, Jesse gets kind of knocked down, and it's like, all right, then. Yeah. Why even try? Uh huh. But you know,
0: he delayed enough to make it happen. I guess I don't know. Um. Yeah, I like the fighting that happened. Me I like too. the 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 way that it. Like, it's kind of hard to talk about <laughs> stuff cause the stuff because the once again, they kind of like intercut between a lot of different things at once. Yeah,
1: we got that kind of multiple windows happening at the yes. same time, which yeah. I really loved. This episode was directed by Sam Catlin. Okay. Also by oh, wow. Well, yeah, well look who decided to come to work? <laughs> he showed up for one. Um, but yeah. It showed. It felt it, it felt like more in line with episode nine. Yes. Which uh, rhymes. And <laughs> I liked. Yeah. Um,
0: Featherstone kind of pouring her heart out, talking about what her life was like before she met Star. was, was sad. Was, was was pretty sad, like just kind of seeing her... Take stock and figure out what's going
1: on. It's exactly the kind of person in real life that an organization like the Grail would prey on for yeah, sure. Absolutely, someone who's down and out and doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. It was a bummer. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, and <coughs> Tulip fixing the gun was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or kind of be like, oh, I'll six hour firing pin gets a little hot. Yep.
1: <laughs> she just snows in and out. Yep. Yeah. What was Featherstone's Sarah? Is that her name? Sarah Featherstone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I really love Julianne Emery. Mm -hmm. I love what she did with Featherstone over the course of this whole series. She made her way more interesting than she is in the book. Yeah. And she's great in the book. Like, this is not a slight against that. I love her in the book, but she's just relegated to a more specific function and she has less depth to her. Mm -hmm. She's hilarious and she's a perfect foil for Star in the book, but she's more interesting in the show. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing that thing now where, like, Here's the baseline and I have to deter- take each character and determine like, okay, were they better in the book <laughs> or the show, which I always do after adaptations and yeah. it's stupid. Well, it's a stupid thing to do. No, but, but, I, but I can't help it. It's not
0: necessarily what was, which one was better, but what did you appreciate about what was done differently? Sure. You know? Right? No, man, it's black and white. Which <laughs> one's better? <laughs> I did the
1: same thing after, again, I'm coming back to Watchmen after because that came out 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah after i left the theater there was so much like okay what did i like more what did i like less and it was mostly less but there were a lot of things that did work so yeah. that that was i feel like that was the first adaptation like that where i was really forced to in my mind to kind of put it on trial and be like did it work yeah because prior to that a lot of stuff like like batman movies, for example
2: like no one cares
1: it's not an adaptation of a particular story necessarily it's there's rumors that the next one is going to be yeah. which if it is is really cool but that's another topic for another podcast maybe but that watchman is like such a a sacred work to so many people well, but it's It it's one in, of
0: those things that was unfilmable yes that's right? true too
1: yeah and it had gone through several development times and anyway and now that we live in this era, 10 years later, of just comic books being snapped up like crazy. We have no there's choice. Sequel,
0: but or there's like prequel comics to Watchmen that are out. Yes. And all kinds of different... We're going to get a TV series. But
1: even beyond Watchmen, like all these shows yeah. that are are being drawn from graphic novels and comics and stuff like that, you can't help but start to compare them because if, if it's a specific story like that... It's like, oh, there's an Avengers movie. Cool. All right. Well, there's 50 years of Avengers comics to draw from. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't... And if it does matter that hard to someone, we'll go, oh, wait a minute. You really you really screwed up that arc. <laughs> like who shut up. Who cares? Well, you know what's really interesting? But it's like if they if they're gonna make like planetary into something, mm-hmm. that's like twenty six issues that I love. And I then I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, well wait a minute. You have to get certain things right. Yeah. You
0: know? Well the the interesting like it's interesting that you say that. I don't know if you watched any of Chernobyl on HBO. No, is that based on a book? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh but the they ended up doing a uh, companion podcast where the host of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, oh, really? Peter Sagal, uh, sits down and talks with the screenwriter and the creator of the show hmm. about each episode cool. and they talk about what was different and what he changed and what roles he kind of merged into a single person. Okay, So you kind of get this comparison off of reality that for the show. Awesome. Yeah, I think you'd like it a lot. But but you also kind of, it, it's you get to hear him talk about making the adaptation, which is the interesting part. I feel like we don't you know, you get an interview here or there with
1: Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, right. but like. But you're limited to 40 minutes of. Yes. Yeah.
2: So
0: that,
1: that that was very cool. I think you'll like it very much. Yeah, I really need to watch that, obviously. I still haven't finished the final episode. I There's have. Five episodes of the show. I've <laughs> <have laughs> read unequivocally every single person who has started has been like, oh my God, like right, right in the first episode. Just yeah. like, this is too much. It's incredible. But yeah, I got to check it out. Jared Harris is in there, right? Yes. Yes, I he like is. Jared Harris.
0: Jared Harris is very good. Um, back to preacher yeah okay <laughs> yeah Fair featherstone enough. this featherstone. is our last opportunity to do this I to get, digress no, like is. hell
1: it is that's not true we'll find something else. <laughs> yeah right we have two more shows coming up. <laughs> so it'll be about those other shows and uh, everything else we want to talk about yes too.
0: yes um yeah featherstone's very good i i liked your character as you said julian emory's fantastic mm-hmm. i feel like i've become a fan of hers since she appeared on better call saul and on this so i think um you know she'll be somebody somebody to keep an eye on absolutely yeah she's great um tulip locking herself in with humperdue and and cassidy more on that in a little bit the jesus and hitler fight i thought was ridiculous i don't really know what it came to i loved it it was funny but in the end i'm kind of like well jesus killed hitler they're doing like Who, res- they're doing like wrestling moves on each other. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, well, and that that was funny. Hitler like doing a weird pile driver with Jesus <laughs> outstretched on the cross. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, all right, I get it. Okay, that's where that, that's what they were headed towards. <laughs> it was inevitable. Yeah, but um, and yeah, star being on hold with the tech support. I just like the way he said Adnan. Yeah, Adnan. Adnan.
1: <laughs> but yeah. It feels like Star has gotten progressively less German and more English, like his accent. Hmm. In like this scene, I was like, he's basically just British again. I <laughs> <laughs> don't really care, but Star has definitely moved away from feeling very Germanic to more Anglo. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me. That's interesting. I
0: feel like I should go back to like an earlier Star episode. It was just and,
1: in this scene in particular, I was like, is this the first scene they shot with him? Because <laughs> he
0: felt so not like he used to. He's just, Pip. it was just a rehearsal where he was using his. And his it was own one of those
1: things stuff. where like, I, I kind of thought for a half second yesterday in the finale, like when did, they could have just made him English. Like yeah. I think Pip Torns is English. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have just made Star British. No one would have cared. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have an accent in the book because it's a book. So it doesn't. Really matters so much. Yeah. It was like when Doctor Strange was coming out and Benedict Cumberbatch had been cast, and everyone was like, oh, well, you can't do an American accent. Well, first of all, yeah, he probably can. He's <laughs> yeah. a very good actor. <laughs> but B, if they decided to make Strange British, no one would have cared. Yeah. Like, doesn't whatever. Matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, a character like that, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it just amused me that I was like, he sounds English. Yeah. Whatever.
0: There was a good moment with Cassidy and Tulip. This is at least kind of the this is the start of their fight where where <laughs> Tulip kind of hits him and tells him to stop being a baby. Jesse is Jesse's back now and you know it makes sense that he's a little sad, but Cassidy shouldn't be going for the apocalypse just because Jesse's back, right? Yeah. Uh yes. Yes. And Cassidy, it feels like Cassidy finally kind of stands up for his feelings a little bit. At least, and he kind of has to confront them, you know, to fight Tulip anyway and mm-hmm. stop her from killing Humperdoo. But I, he has a line. He said, you hit me a lot, and honestly, I let it go because I love you, so just, I just let you hurt me, but I am done, and if you hit me like that again, honestly, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. I got two F-bombs two F, in this yeah. episode, by the And they weren't bleeped for the AMC no. premiere, at least. No.
1: So, that's cool. Yeah. Love a good bit of swearing. Yeah. I'm swearing a, at women, and cable TV, threatening <laughs> women with violence. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, was, it was really interesting because we—that was a joke, by the way.
0: Oh, that's actually coming up in the next thing, but that's fine.
1: Oh well, we can wait. No, okay. What were you gonna say? I—I I think we're so used to the fact that Cassidy will heal and regenerate that we forget that like that hurts. Yeah, and it hurts more when it's coming from someone that he loves and he's right like tulip has spent a lot of the series kind of beating the shit out of him yeah and jesse too and you don't think about how he he does kind of take it yeah Cass, man i have so many feelings on Cass. i guess i'll have to save a lot of them for later but i what he's what he said rang pretty true yeah. like it was definitely not appropriate but at the same time you under you can kind of really get where he's coming from yeah and and you know yeah that is right, yeah, like, but tulip what tulip says is obviously what goes like mm. listen I've been in love with Jesse since I was a kid he's back now that sucks for sorry you, that well, sucks for you a little bit a little bit, bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's right like that you know the thing happened and and Jesse is he's like you're right you know everybody's at a at a crossroads where they can all be good and obviously you can't. You can kind of look at Jesse and Tulip as kind of the two protagonists of the show, and you want it to work out for them, but you can't dismiss Cassidy's broken heart either necessarily. Yeah, I think the show did a good job of right in this moment, kind of putting you like, oh wow, like I. The triangle like- finally
0: comes to like a head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So, Act Two. Eugene gets full facial bandages taken off at the hospital, and he still mostly looks the same, but people are still horrified. The saint proceeds to kill the angel and demon. Jesse tries one last appeal to the saint of killers, and it seemingly works because the next time we see them, the saint kneels in front of Jesse, and Jesse slices his throat with the angel's sword. Tulip tries convincing Cassidy to let her kill Humperdew, but Cassidy stands up for himself and starts fighting Tulip. Uh, While God is bored and hearing bullshit from the couple in the crowd, Featherstone holds up Star. She wants to kill him for being a quote-unquote unbeliever. Star almost manages to convince her not to to get on a submarine where he can repeatedly pleasure her with his anus, <laughs> but she declines the offer. She corrects him one last time about her name, but he proceeds to shoot her before she can shoot him. Eugene,
1: yeah, who cares? Yeah, who? Uh, Why they made it seem like they were setting the doctor up to like be a character, yeah, like someone we knew, yeah, and I, but uh, it wasn't. It well, just,
0: and like, but I was like, I was like. For some reason in that moment, I was like, is Eugene's dad going to walk through the fucking door? Like, I know he's dead because he exploded with
1: anvil, but like, it it just, I don't know. I wondered for a second if Eugene was dead and Mm -hmm. he was in hell. And this was an elaborate. Another, the extrapolator. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or it was heaven and he was being being, tested, being put through something to try to like let his brain cope with I don't know I thought maybe it wasn't and then I still was kind of like oh that would at least make it a little bit interesting yeah but no
0: or I thought he was gonna like he, the the doctor says something about sleeping with the angels
1: yeah so I think he's giving him. I mean obviously it's an opportunity to kill himself yes. and, and go to either heaven or hell but um, it feels like they're at the end of the day their only point with Eugene is that like you, you got you have what you have and you've you have a hand you've been dealt and it's up to you how you choose to play it. It feels like they're trying to say something with him that they just didn't get the time to develop in the right way. I mean, they had the time they just chose to spend it on something stupid, but I feel like they spent so much time making Eugene good, making him more interesting than he is on the page and then just undoing it by being like, nah, he just is still angry at Jesse and he just shoots him and then he gets put in jail and then he gets out and, he gets hit by a car and then he gets out and then he becomes a punk rock.
0: The shooting singer. the shooting with the shooting Jesse thing, I think, is the biggest offense because I could see some type of through line of like, you know, people have treated him terribly, but he's still at heart been a good person. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But but then him going to shoot Jesse and being angry about that, I think, is well, it just kind of
1: undercuts any. Absolutely. Any meaning behind. that. And Jesse whole. was never cruel to him. He sent him to hell. Until he sent him to hell. Yeah. Yeah. And that was obviously, I'm not trying to take away from sending Eugene (laughs) to hell, but like he treated him well prior to that. Yeah. And it's weird for, for Eugene Eugene to be, to, to to not recognize that.
0: To hold on to his empathy through hell, but then also not be like, I don't. And like, he's Uh, like, I don't understand why you did this to me. Like, no, like Jesse didn't know that was going to happen. And he gave him this heartfelt apology and. And things like that, so I uh, yeah, it's just w- whatever it's pretty a waste, easy. yeah, um, Jesse killing the saint, sure, cool, misdirect, I guess, I don't know, yeah, but uh, not, not really necessary, we'll, yeah, we'll come back to that, yeah,, w- yeah, we will, um, we talked about tulip, god, God being tortured, talking to the idiots in the grail, it I was thought funny. was pretty good, yeah, the, like waspy mom and dad in the crowd yeah. <laughs> yeah, playing grab ass. And <laughs> she's like, he just sent a text, and yeah, uh, yeah
1: like, oh, I love that guy too. Keeps trying to be like, wow, how about that? If I like, he just is like <laughs> trying to get caught up in the moment. Was this the moment where it cut to the uh, the variety review and someone was playing hot cross buns on their recorder? On the recorder, yeah yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, <laughs> that killed me. Yes, <laughs> how perfect.
0: Uh, I think it. Was. Let me double check. I it, think
1: that, I yeah. Either way, that was a very funny moment. That was so good. Um so much so many great decisions in like what the acts would be the, and what the backup acts after the clock has hit zero <laughs> You're just <that> guy <laughs> like we him. need anybody yeah, and getting vegetables <laughs> thrown at him and stuff is amazing yeah um i really liked the fact that god went out to in it, to, to bask in his yeah exactly finale. yeah it was perfect rather than watch backstage he wanted to be out there amongst the people it was really interesting yeah yeah um
0: the end of Featherstone. Yep. Sad, but uh, I think still very fitting for Star. Cold and calculating, as we've expected to come from him. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say about that. I he, he had a... Okay, here's one of the themes that I think the show comes around to. His point in everything, Featherstone's pissed at him for being a non-believer. I don't know why they called them unbelievers, but they did and he says life is not a thing to pass through life is the thing this itself. is that's it that's the line yes. okay yeah. so it okay. is from this yep look there the particulates of dust dancing in the sunlight he continues on like that that moment star is like the emblematic atheist of like this is the thing enjoy now this is what you get and that's it
1: which is amazing because he knows that he knows a god and heaven, a heaven and
0: hell yeah. exist but he's kind of a like so like from that standpoint i guess i i very much enjoyed i don't know we'll talk more about star later with where he ends up but like the idea that he is interfacing with all of this fantastical stuff or religious you know the the religious ideals of everything and yet he still is he he's unwavering in that and just believes what he believes about life i think it's an interesting character to put up against and in league with god to yeah. Kind of
1: yeah it's i'm so torn with star because they do a really good job of portraying him as the kind of pathetic asshole that he is in the books yeah but they do give him this extra layer of depth where like he's kind of the the ultimate at playing the game. Yeah. He still thinks he will get one over on
0: God. and I, well, He wants to survive in the end.
1: And I think he understands more than anybody that it is not black and white in terms of where you end up after you die. I think he knows. He can do... A lot of despicable stuff But as long as he follows The the general rules He'll get to where he wants mm-hmm. He like He's the most aware of all the characters Like God straight up says At some point I think to multiple characters Like it's not it's gray in terms of who does and who doesn't. Like, you don't automatically go to hell for this. You don't automatically go to heaven yeah. for that.
0: He tells Jesse that other believers of other religions aren't necessarily going to hell because they don't believe in God. Exactly.
1: Which, in that moment, it's it's hard to yeah. know what God is saying just to appease Jesse. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we're, we're kind of caught in that manipulation from God as well. But I think that based on who we've seen was in heaven and stuff, we... When, like, Fior and all that... Uh, or, wait, that was when Jesse was in hell. Um, I don't know. Anthony I guess we don't really know who's in heaven. That's but true. But still. But I think I still think Star kind of understands that, you know, if he had fulfilled his obligation to God, he got what he wanted in terms of his looks. And, he, you know, he probably made some other deal, like, oh, I get into heaven also. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Because he is playing the game. And I think that's kind of the unfortunate i don't want to say it's reality because no one knows but i think that's kind of the the theory put forth by the creators of the show is that you know you can't if you're a really mean person at heart but you do what you're supposed to do you can maybe get to heaven and it doesn't matter how what your intentions are if you do something evil you might go to hell like it's it's, it's well a little but gray. at the same but time then we see what happens with the saint and so there's these loopholes. Star, also. well, and that's ca- that's like praying at the... Or that's, that's
0: them talking about the kind of the hypocrisy of it all. Like the idea, yeah. like, I can do whatever the hell
1: I want, and if I ask for forgiveness, then I'm good. Exactly. But... Which I think is also in line with Star. Maybe so, but... With Star's ability to... Basically, he's like an he's like an attorney. He's like a really good attorney who could like read (laughs) read between the lines and uh, and find the loopholes. And
0: his conversation with Featherstone last episode though is the thing that kind of leads me to wonder. Like he he says, "Do you really think we'd get into?" Do you well? He says to her, "Do you really think you'd get into heaven? Like you've done all these terrible things in your life, that kind of thing." So there might be part of him. I don't know it's hard to say there might be part of him that's kind of like there's no way I'm going to heaven so I'm going to continue I'm not going to let the apocalypse happen to me I want to continue living a life
1: as long as I can I think part of that too though is him also just being mean to Featherstone because he knows that's what matters to her and he's being cruel to her because that's what he does yeah
0: but either way more to come on that
1: yeah
0: (coughs) Featherstone's death uh I, I like that she corrected him i couldn't recall <laughs> if if she tried to correct him earlier on i think the she show. Did. Yeah, yeah so it was fun that she tried one last time but uh and f- like after several seasons of not trying but yeah uh act three tulip and cassidy continue the fight really beating on each other we see cassidy's vampire strength and speed on display As they fight, Grail members attempt to break down the locked door to the dressing room. Tulip manages to shoot Cassidy in the chest twice, but he gets the upper hand in the end and has to decide whether or not to shoot Humperdew. Humperdue understands what's going on, and as he says to the moot, Cassidy shoots him. Just as Humperdew falls to the ground, Jesse breaks the door down. Jesus finally manages to kill Hitler when God shows up to offer him the part of Messiah. Despite it being all Jesus wanted, he turns God down, and God gets angry and storms off. God hits the elevator button to go down and he sees Star slinking off with a bunch of suitcases. He tells Star to run and then gets on his motorcycle himself. Eugene's doctor comes to try and kill him. Nobody cares. And uh, <laughs> Jesse gets on stage and tells everyone that the apocalypse has been canceled and that he's going to stop trying to find God. But then he uses the word to command the grail to find God for him.
1: The apocalypse has been canceled. Like yeah. that great line in the uh, Pacific Rim trailer. Yes. Uh...
0: Yeah, Tulip and Cassidy fighting. Good fight scene. Yeah. We do like Cassidy being able to like move Masada bricks with his fists, I think is a good like I don't necessarily feel like we've seen that demonstration of strength with him before, which is something we've talked about yes. in the past. Yes, yeah. So that was cool. Um the line of him being like you think I'm funny now or you think I'm funny still and she's just like yeah. <laughs> that that part of this relationship and all three of them where they can beat the shit out of each other but still kind of come down and be like well fuck we're still friends like this is still we matter more to each other than whatever bullshit is going on outside of us definitely i think it's definitely true true friendship yeah and that so that was pretty beautiful um humperdue's death it works. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, it was very sad. <laughs> Although him flopping out of the
1: coat, like the, the garment rack or whatever, was kind of like... Uh, you know, they definitely were putting it up there, I feel like, as a test. To be like, do you laugh at this or yes. don't you? Because I, 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 as he was falling out, I was like, I recognize that this is silly, yeah. but I'm not laughing at it. Like, it's just bumming me out.
0: It, well, and it was sad that he had to kill Humperdue but then also, like, it also gives this... As he falls out, we look behind the garment rack and that's when Jesse busts the door open yeah. and that shot of the three of them yeah. just like standing there as the dust is settling was like fucking awesome. It was very cool. Like, yep. it, even that the glimpse that we had of the three of them together at Masada for the first time in the credits that we saw at the beginning of the season was like, oh, that seems like a cool moment and it's ruined for me now. But then I got this one
1: looking through the garment rack that I was like, this is this is great. Yeah. So I loved how just to rewind slightly how Cassidy was telling Humperdue to get out of the clothes. Yes. Get out of the clothes. And yeah. then like when Tulip and him are going to fight, he's like, hump get in the clothes, Get in the clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh that man, I'm going to miss Joe Gogan so much Yes, in this. He, the way he could take such a stupid line and make it serious yep. is, uh, is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was a, it was good. I liked seeing his speed on display. Yes. Um, the, f- the fact that he and Tulip fight is very interesting and it's a, bit of a it's a bit of a direct pull from the comics but also different it was i liked it it was not qu- it was what i expected but not what i expected not why it, it yeah. happens
2: yeah right? yeah you'll you'll different get you'll get there if you ever read it yeah <laughs> we'll
1: we'll talk about that one day i'm dying i wish uh, this will be something i'll probably have to talk about in the book spoilers portion of the uh discord but uh, it was cool yeah um, I like the uh, God. I w- why did God send the cleavers over to check on the dressing room and not go himself and intervene? You know what I mean? Yeah, that I'm still. Again, if they were following, I guess I think I know why. I think at this point. God understands that if he were to come face to face with Jesse, Jesse would just use Genesis on him. Yeah. That's probably why he can't go do it himself. Hmm. I don't know. I remember thinking at this point, like, well, uh, the, the bit with Jesus. Yeah. So they, they eventually
0: arrive at like God trying to retrieve Jesus to come and be the Messiah. And Jesus is finally like that. Just like, and he's yeah. like, all right, he's gone. It's like when he tells the cleavers to go check on them, he's kind of like, okay, this is a lost cause. I need to go and get Jesus.
1: Got to move to my backup plan.
0: Yes. And it is messy. But once again, the whole line of like, what is God willing to do and not do in order to leave free will intact?
1: Well, so God, this is something I wanted to dig into a little bit more. God's like, I don't, it's all showbiz. which yes. is a line that I loved. I almost wanted to pause it and be like, just do inject this directly into (laughs) my veins god (laughs) equating religion to show business and and you know i I I don't need
0: you this the messiah thing it's just showbiz i could blow the whole thing up at any time for any reason
1: and i wonder if that's true i feel like it is there was we saw him do it with the dinosaurs but i mean so theoretically or like physically Yes, he could do that. Yeah. But like me- emotionally and mentally, can he? That's the. I whole don't thing. think
0: so. I think that's what I think that's what we get to, especially by the end of the episode. Like, there's part of God that still thinks there's a chance, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I think he's a he's a junkie. Yes, like he's
0: an addict. He's an addict that gets off on the love and adoration of his creation, but he can't
1: force it, as we see with his unseen creations that he makes the
0: the idea he gave them free will and the fact that there's still some people that find love for him even though he quote unquote does terrible things to them is it's probably the best high that he's ever gotten absolutely like him interacting with that dinosaur eating its own shit yeah he was like fuck this yeah this ex- is not what i wanted This dumb animal is not yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so yeah like i think i that that's that's kind of what was playing at my mind. It's like, yes, we've seen him cause, you know, the, the end of the, the Jurassic and, and the end of, you know, dinosaur prehistoric life, life, prehistoric yeah. life. Thank you. But the humans, he, he's, well, And that's the thing. God made man in his image. Like yeah. this is him coming to face with like the end of that creation that he made like himself and for and, better and worse. Yes. Yeah. So, the fact that God has those same hang ups that you would expect of of somebody else, I think it's great, and I think it's an an examination of something that most people who are religious would scoff at because they're kind of like, "No, God is above us god doesn't God isn't petulant, God doesn't have feelings about like whether or not you're doing something right, it's like it's black and white you are." You are in compliance or you're not Like that kind of thing So the fact that this show takes the time to kind of be
1: like What is God feeling right now <laughs> Yeah
0: I think is very compelling
1: And it, it it It's simultaneously better I know I've said this before Better and worse than the book because God You kind of get like I said you kind of understand where God's coming from A little bit in the book And in the show I feel less so I feel more like we kind of I think as a viewer you're kind of supposed to look at God as sort of the ultimate, like, n- not good dad. Yeah. Like, you want him, you hold him to a higher standard. And which which is really funny, because with Jesus, th- we've talked about this portrayal of Jesus as, like, a regular dude, and he even kind of says, he says that in this episode, like, I'm, yeah. I'm a person. Yep. And it, we're 100% cool with that. Or when I say we, I mean me and you. Yes. And by and large, I think everybody should be f- should be like, you know what, this is Jesus I can get on board with, because that's... That feels true to what probably actually happened. But God is God. Like, he's not a man. He's God. So we want to hold him to a higher standard and be like, you know, like like your dad. Like, you want to put him up on a pedestal, like, especially when you're a little kid. You think your dad is perfect and invincible and strong and never makes a bad decision and is not and never was a person. And then as you get older, eventually you grow up, you realize that your dad is fallible like everybody else. Yep. And was, is a person and was before you were born and has gone through all the same stuff you have and has made a lot of the same mistakes and maybe more mm-hmm. and maybe fewer. But I think as a human, ideally you and your, your parents kind of eventually come into sort of an equal into an understanding of, of both your, you know, the human, your human experience with them and they are still your parents forever, but you kind of, the relationship changes. And with God, you don't want that to be the case. Yeah. You want it to, to always be, he's always going to be God. And, you know, we have good parents, you and I, so we are on good terms with them. But you you look at God as like a bad dad, a dad who even still is like a dick and, yeah. and sets this impossible standard for you and acts like he's better than you, even though he's not.
0: You're never good enough, but he wants your love anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't want to earn it the right way. He wants to, he wants Earn it manip- in
0: spite of his op- in spite of his actions, and wants to manipulate you into yes. it
1: instead of just being good and setting a perfect example or a good example and and doing doing the right things to earn that love. He wants to just trick you into it, basically. Mm-hmm. And but for him, that's valid. That still counts. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and Mark Harlock plays it so well. Yeah, like I feel like what I'm expecting
0: from the comic, I'm almost feeling like there's a there's like a, maybe a less is more type of situation that arises out of the comic. Yes. But in this sense like the very bare bones like examination of it. I love that the show effectively
1: raises these questions, right? Yeah. And the it's interesting because the book I so I reread after I watched this finale, I reread the last I think 6 issues of the comic. 6 or 7. It's kind of like there's like a 6 issue arc and then like a final issue or something like that. Anyway, Mostly because I wanted to to be correct with everything that I was going to say in this episode. But I, you know, so the stuff with God, like some of these themes, they are there in the book. They're just so minimal and so subtle. And like a couple of panels, like speed read and you'll miss it kind of thing that it never really affected me in my previous reads like the show did. So to that extent, the show did an amazing job of bringing these kind of ideas to the forefront it even actually r- ratchets it up another notch by something, a theory that Jesse posits about Genesis in the book that is not in the show. Hmm. It even takes it a f- step further, and it's something that I had never really clicked with me quite as much before, and now that I read I was like, oh, wow. And I come to Preacher and love Preacher for the kind of the, there's a multitude of themes, like I've said, and a lot of them are very broad, and the ones that click with me more are Kind of the ones more about the humans and the way that we as the creation are, and less about the creator and his motivation. Yeah. Because I'm more willing to accept, like, okay, I don't need to know the why. I just need to understand the situation uh, and how the creations react to it. But now, after watching this and then re- re-reading that stuff, I'm kind of like, ooh, there's there's a little more here there's than more I. More to mine. Then, even though God is only in the book like four, maybe five times. Yeah. It's very, very few. He does a lot while he's there. Yeah. Which is great. And it's just, it's different. But as far as the show goes, I think this all worked wonderfully for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I And I
0: think the first time around I was, I don't know, I guess we're, we're still maybe getting there before I, I, I can really talk about
1: why I didn't, my initial impression was not as favorable. Yeah. But I love, I just, TLDR, I loved this exchange with God to Jesus. And like, mm-hmm. Jesus should know this. Yeah. Which is why it's even more heartbreaking. Yeah, and For forgot to just flat out finally have to tell him, like, dude, come on, like the writing's been on the wall. Yeah, you're Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then friend would just be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, and
0: well, then, like, and G- well, and that's the thing. Jesus, kind of like I wanted this, and you had Humperdue and I don't want it now. Like the kind of like the, uh, you know, you had your perfect son or something like that, kind of, mm-hmm. and i'm not that and i've accepted it kind of thing i thought it was beautiful yeah beautiful Very moment good. for jesus
1: also jesus killing hitler <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
0: covering it up with the the carpet or whatever kind of the
1: ultimate weird yes f- good guy bad guy fantasy <laughs> <laughs> the, the ultimate archetypal battle <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> this works for me this use of hitler this is what i wanted I'm yeah hitler. yeah
0: yeah, I don't have any qualms with it, and it might be just what we've got. Like it, it maybe it would have been a different story if we came to it in season four, as you said, and and season two <sighs> and three with Hitler didn't exist. It would have but. been
1: so much better. Yeah, if I if I had come into season four and been like, "Oh my god, Hitler! Oh my god, Noah Taylor's playing Hitler in the show <laughs> again!" <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah. It would have been such a different story. Yeah. Uh,
0: t- 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 seeing Star with the. With the suitcases just (laughs) felt like a cartoon
1: to me and it was perfect. Yeah, it was very funny. Um God getting back on the motorcycle very good. Just bailing out. Wherever that location is is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. With like the the desert but like little like streams that are near it. Yeah, pockets of water. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. If anybody listening to this is in Australia or familiar with Australian geography, yeah, Tristan, write in, please. Yes, or anyone familiar with Google enough to figure (laughs) out what that (laughs) is, that was a very cool location. Yeah. Somewhere
0: in the outback,
1: um,
0: and yeah, that's pretty much it. Jesse canceling the apocalypse. I liked his speech.
2: I did God too.
1: Being gone, I loved the. This is a weird detail, but I you'll understand the the clock uh, behind the countdown clock. Yeah. Once it was in a room with somebody, and I kind of see it to scale, and like really was able to take in like the design of the clock for for lack of a better term, it reminds me a lot of some of the clocks. There's one just like that in Inside, the mm. the game by Playdead, yeah, which I love so much. Uh, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, ooh! <laughs> and then suddenly that whole amphitheater reminded me of some of the spaces in Inside, and it just made me like it even more. That's I interesting. Really That's cool. an interesting juxtaposition. Um, if anybody here listening likes video games and has not played Inside or Limbo, play them. Go do it. Not necessarily very preacher related but not at
0: all the bureaucracy of inside maybe a little like the grail
1: yeah kind of <laughs> just play them anyway they're fantastic yes they're two of my favorite games of all time
0: um but yeah i think jesse arriving at this moment of like i don't want to find god anymore i found him a little bit and i haven't gotten the answers to my questions but i want to get back to living my life i think is kind of a beautiful revelation
1: yeah. It was also weird how he's like I don't want to find God, but you can. But you guys all go find him for me. Yes. <laughs> just go yeah. work for me.
0: Well, and it felt like this weird reset of like we've now finally gotten to the point where God straight up like I felt like the apocalypse was off the off the table. I felt like he probably wasn't going to replace humanity still. He was just gone. We and, finally and reached and we, we reached the point of the comic kind of. I yes. was like, wait, is this show gonna
1: end with like with the way it should we're finally on the comic? Kind <laughs> but, of. Yeah, I thought the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. It was he's, very he's interesting. He's like, you know what? I thought and he is he is deluded enough in his mind that I think he would think like, I thought you guys wanted the apocalypse. And yeah. you don't even want that. Yep. So you know what? I don't know what you want. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So that was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was I was that was where I was kind of on the edge of my seat. Like I wonder what this is. any I wonder what this finale is really going to be. I
1: genuinely did not know I was not watching the time while yeah. I was watching it. And there were multiple times where I was like, is this where it ends? Mm. Like which was kind of a great feeling to not know exactly when yeah. it was going to end. And it kind of kept going. Yeah. But not in like a Return of the King kind of way. Yes. Like I liked it. Yeah. All right, Act 4, Eugene tries busking
0: again. Nobody cares. Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy bask in the fact that they actually legitimately saved the world, just like Churchill, Lincoln, and Frodo Baggins before them. (laughs) As they wonder what's next, we cut to two years later in Texas. Jesse and Tulip are on the run from the Rodriguez brothers after stealing a rare car part from them. They're certainly back in their element, and Jesse seems legitimately happy. They somehow make it back to O'Hare's auto repair despite their low ammo and deliver the part to Kamal, who installs it in Mrs. McDougal's car. Jesse and Tulip walk in to watch their baby daughter sleep in her crib. Jesse tells Tulip that Cassidy called and he's at a peyote conference in Oaxaca and he seems happy. She thought Cassidy was coming back, but it seems like he's not going to yet. Jesse gets a phone call, and it's the Grail. They've found God, and he's in Texas. San Antonio, in fact, parked right next to the Alamo. Jesse goes to see him. Uh, Yeah. I liked the song that Eugene sings. It was a fun little moment. I didn't really care Which about Which one? It. The, Closing the stars time? In, well, I love that song, period. But okay. no, like the punk, the circle jerks, Stars and Stripes. I didn't know <sighs> if that was a direct reference from
1: the book or not, but... And it was a little on the nose, a lot on the nose. But so, do you want some minor book spoilers for Arseface? I don't want to call him R's face in the show, but in the books, he's Arseface. Yeah, not, he's not Eugene. I don't know that it's necessary. Th- really, this is essentially his ultimate fate in the in the book. Yeah, he becomes like a music sensation. Okay, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, but he's such a wrong. Cha- he's such an unimportant character in the book that you don't care and you're just kind of amused by it and it's it's more of a commentary on like the the, like music and like the stupidity of youth uh uh-huh that ennis ennis is like really slick with some of his stuff he he gets a lot of stuff by you without you necessarily noticing yeah and then some of it is so hilariously on the nose that you it's the only way it could be and it just is beautiful and that's the way this is like there's like multiple uh News segments throughout the book where like Jesse it's it's so beautiful It's part of the reason the book is so good You won't see our space for like eight issues and Jesse will be like in a bar and he'll look at the TV and there's like a reporter talking about our space (laughs) and that's and it's just woven throughout there like that and it's perfect and that's the way he should have been in the show
0: it, it feels like they tried to do that kind of with like only seeing him every once in a while for a very small amount of yeah. time but it did not it work, didn't work no so. that
1: i think Arsface face is kind of ultimately one of the failures of the show yeah um but in the book it's great because you just see these moments of like <laughs> reporters talking about Arsface and how he's affecting youth culture and it's really good. It's yeah. really, really, really good. It's yeah. perfect. And I'm I'm even sadder now that the show eventually got there but didn't get there. Yeah. Like if... Somebody tweeted at us once about this show and said, I'm glad that you guys aren't writing the show. Yes. While what he said <laughs> was fair and his opinion, he's entitled to it, that's shit. Because <laughs> you're not wrong, but you are a little bit. Because there are things they could have done better. And I feel confident saying that now that the series is over. And I think if they had just, if they could have kept a lot of the stupid Eugene crap in hell. And if when he had gotten to Jesse in this season and just forgiven him, or yeah. moved on and just be like, what are you going to do now? Eugene? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to go wander and just accelerate this a little bit more earlier. Just have him busking and have it work out the way it did. And then just kind of pepper him throughout the last few episodes. Boom yeah better version of eugene you actually made his arc worthwhile You didn't make me hate him and you have those fun moments where cassidy could be like at the the holy bar and grail or whatever it's called the motel yeah and look on tv and see something about eugene playing like headlining like the warp tour or something and be like oh there's that crazy and they literally oh boy it looks like an arse they probably <laughs> could have like
0: shot all of that in like yeah. the first season and just put green screens or did whatever they needed and to it would to have edit. been
1: so much better yeah this i stand by
0: yeah, that was uh, at the Jonathan Root who tweeted at us. Love your podcast. I'm glad the showrunners are running the show and not you guys. I do <laughs> like hearing your viewpoints and that you always emphasize that you love the show anyway.
1: And you guys had a great, you guys had a really good back and forth. And he's, that's fine. Yeah, like, no. And he's right. We are yeah. not professional TV yes. showrunners.
0: But we're here to tell you what we would have liked.
1: And I think that this would have worked better. Yeah. I In, agree immensely both I as think it, both as a fan of the show and the book
0: I don't I don't know whether or not it would have worked better it probably would have what I do know is that what they did did not work period there you go so uh all right and then their kind of debrief after everybody left the amphitheater and that they saved the world was nice mm-hmm. the photo bag and it was the a fun moment it's funny yeah but two years later them with a baby daughter Nick how do you how do you feel about I guess I don't know exactly what happens in the comics and you don't necessarily have to share but how did you feel about this kind of we get to see where Jesse and Tulip's life would head without the journey
1: I really liked it I think uh it's it's true it's faithful enough to the book uh it doesn't have the same kind of grandeur as the book there's a there's a really big big moment at the end of the book between the two of them mm. and it's 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 fantastic but it's like princess bride big sort mm. of in terms of like sweeping romance and it doesn't need to be in the show it, they didn't need it it worked great the way it was so i really liked it it's a little weird that there is still like criminals <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that that i was like okay you have a daughter now it's kind I, of, I get that you're you're you, these are your true colors and that's yes. that's what you do and so you kind of can't help but smile and be like ah well, Those and crazy kids—it
0: felt to me of like they are literally stealing car parts for tulips. Like it was a rare car part. Like they didn't have an option for, to buy it's one. It's for her
1: legitimate business. Yeah, yeah that's so true. So I kind of
0: liked it. Like I thought it was—it was funny that like. Uh, they probably mostly live in like a non-criminal life. But That's true. W- when they got to go steal a rare car part, they'll do it. They have skills. They'll do, they do it for put Mrs. MacDougal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they, and they will kill some bad gangbangers and they need to. Yep. I like that. She's going to MacGyver her way out of this, like something about power lines. Do you have your <laughs> and lighter? lighter? And we don't have to see it, which <laughs> no, is way better.
0: That was pretty good.
1: Yeah. I'm glad he still has the lighter. Yep. Even though, john custer was shit in the series mm-hmm. <laughs> and god even brought up john brings up john custer later yeah uh i liked all that the baby daughter thing was very cool i was like uh, <laughs> really neat and exciting yeah uh i like their little home i like the the peyote conference in oaxaca and mm-hmm. he threw up with woody harrelson <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> i did like all that i feel like i really liked where they land with cassidy but at the same time I just needed a little more
0: a little more a little of them little. together
1: I needed a I should little have more had
0: a cl- diner scene or something afterwards. I needed a
1: little bit of closure I needed a what are you gonna do now I needed a I love you guys I'm gonna go walk about for a little while yeah there's <coughs> I so there's there's definitely deviation from cassidy in terms of this in the book uh, but there is a moment there's especially there's a line from Cassidy towards the end of the book that they could have just slipped it in, put it in and it would have made everything, I think more palatable for fans of the book. And again, I don't really have to see where the, where the guys in the discord who have read this fall on, on all these landings. I can't wait to talk about, uh, talk to Dave and and Bruce about it. But, uh, yeah, there just was one line. And especially after I reread it last night, I was like, Oh man, why didn't they just include that line? It would yeah. have been so beautiful. It probably would have made me tear up a little bit. Like, it just would have worked so perfectly. But it doesn't really matter. I, can't, yeah. I can only judge what's on the screen, and I have no real complaints about that. This yeah. is just a little bridge that could have carried over between the two that I think would have been fantastic. Interesting. I love that. Um. Uh. What's his name? Kamal. Kamal. Yeah, it's just like. Kamal. Lives like there. And all the Byron Grails exploded or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just going to. I also love that you. they have Humperdue's picture by the phone. Yes, <laughs> yes. That <yes.
0: laughs> so good. Absolutely. Got to remember Hump. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed them getting to their life and just kind of Dominic Cooper's like. I feel like that moment that we share with Dominic Cooper, kind of realizing that he loves where they're at. He loves his life. Yeah, he loves his life. I part of me is like i wonder if this is the first time that he's realized and felt that in two years yeah maybe you know and, and i just think that's kind of a beautiful moment well you
1: have those moments in like real life where you you get you ever have like a like a moment when you're talking to somebody somebody you know really really well when you're best friends or, or relatives or your significant other whatever and you're, you're looking at them and all of a sudden things feel hyper real yep yeah do you know what I'm describing? Like a little
0: bit, of, like yeah, yeah.
1: Like you're, like you're paying more attention than you ever do normally. where you really looking at somebody and really seeing them? Even if does this make sense? What I'm saying?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I experience it in a different way, though. Okay. For me, it feels like deja vu. Sure. It's kind of like a. You're I feel like we've had this argument before or like, you know... <laughs> you're going well, to arguments? No, 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 but like, <laughs> like, a, like a playful argument yeah, or yeah. like, you know, we, we've talked about this thing before or we've been in this situation before and you just kind of like see like... It's like you're pulling at the fabric of what the relationship has always been and huh. will always be kind okay. of thing. And like, it just
1: comes into focus and it kind of pulls you out for a second. You and feel a like, little removed. From, yes. But at the same time, you're so... For me, it's like... I'm so hyper focused for a second that everything feels uh, just ultra realistic, but like more like I'm more in the moment than I am normally, but I'm also like kind of removed from it because it feels so surreal. It happens with my wife all the time because like I just catch these moments sometimes where she's like talking to me or or I'm just looking at her and it feels like I'm looking at her for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really seeing her because I see her every day. And so, you know, with somebody that you see every day or, or all, you know, like like we see each other once, twice a week, whatever, you you kind of get so used to somebody's face and appearance and, and everything about them that it kind of, on a sensory level, is is pushed down a little bit than from other stuff. Yeah. But once in a while, you get those moments where you, you really dial in and you look at someone, and you're like, wow, and you really take in everything, all, all their features, and it's like you're really seeing them almost for the first time again. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing at all. It's not like it's a it's just natural that you get accustomed to certain things and but I want, I get these moments all the time and I'm really grateful for them. I'll just be like looking at my wife and she'll like say something that makes me laugh, but I kind of I have these exact moments all the time with yeah. her where I'm really looking at her and it's just like the first time I saw her and it I love it cuz it's the same it's the same thing where just like my just my heart and my insides feel just amazing yeah and i just have these moments so i i'm so glad you mentioned that because when the camera was hanging on him and yes. he kind of does that little dumb grin i was like man i do that all the time with
0: well my and life. the other thing is that the other person isn't a part of it no really. and they look they, at you like you're a weirdo yeah they're yeah. like what
1: the what did you yeah absolutely it happens all the time yeah and it's uh it's it's beautiful it is a so beautiful it, thing. again dominic cooper and, and ruth just, just those, work those it out those kids <laughs> just work it out guys <laughs> You can't, that's not acting. The way he looked at her, (laughs) that's real. Yeah. You kids. I need Joe, your best friend Joe Gill to come in and be like,
2: would you two work it out? some heads. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Act five. And there is an act six for this episode, so we're not quite done yet. Act five.
1: It is like Return of the King.
0: (laughs) Jesse dismisses the Grail Army and several of them fall to the ground in the same clothes they were wearing two years ago. After a brief demonstration where Jesse uses the word on God to change night to day and day to night, God offers Jesse a drink and they sit down and talk. Jesse asks about kids with cancer, whether all other religions are wrong, and whether there's life on another planet, but it all leads to the question he really wants to ask. Is his father in heaven? God explains that he denied Jesse's prayer to put his dad in hell and that every moment in Jesse's life after that was an expression of God's love. Then God requests that Jesse love him back. God offers to return to heaven to keep humanity in place, all if Jesse tells him he loves him. Jesse turns him down because he thinks humanity will be better off without a needy little bitch like him around. Jesse tortures God with the word and then tells him to go about whatever he's doing on earth. God thinks that the perverse power of Genesis is the only reason Jesse could stand up to him, so Jesse uses the word to release Genesis. God asks why, and Jesse says, I don't fucking need it, and then he punches God in the face. God gets Old Testament angry and threatens to release his third creation on the world. Jesse tells him he thinks humanity is a miracle to be proud of, but if he had something better, go for it. In the meantime, he's going to go see a movie. (laughs) God goes back in his trailer. We hear the tentacled creatures squawking, saying I love you, but it doesn't seem like it's what God wants to hear. He puts his hand in one of the cages and it appears to be bitten as they all start wiggling their tentacles and saying I love you. So I don't know if I was not paying enough attention the first time around or if it was the shock of the episode but the first time this conversation played out in front of me I felt disappointed really okay and I don't know why like I I think I think it took me taking these notes and watching this and really trying to understand what was being said like I, th- I think I was along for the ride the first time around and I didn't Stopped to appreciate what was going on. So when I really like was sitting down, looking at the words they're saying, figuring out what the conversation was about and why it went the way it went, it felt a lot better to me. Like, I think the first time around, for some reason, I was wondering if Jesse would kill God, even though that seems ridiculous and like it would never happen anyway. Like, I wouldn't think it would. But that final showdown with God and the word gets used and i was like what is this all going to be and the fact that jesse releases genesis i was like what the fuck but then i come back around to it and i'm kind of like that's the ultimate badass move was like i don't need my superpowers i'm gonna punch you in the face anyway even though you're
1: god it was probably the most preacher thing to happen yes. in the entire series. Yeah. So
0: by the time I watched it the second time, I was like, "Wow!" That, I think that's probably the core tenet of this whole thing is Jesse ending up in a place where he's like, "You're not worth it." Like, I don't need to do that to you because, you
1: know, you're not living up to what we need you to be. Well, and he knows that he, truthfully, doesn't need Genesis to get his point across to God. He understands now that God's strength is his weakness it's yeah. the the belief and love of him it's like uh this is kind of a thing in american gods but the idea that the fewer people believe in in an entity the less powerful it gets yeah. which is true of really anything if yeah. if, if you don't believe in anything it, it loses its its power so to speak its power over you yeah <clears throat> and i think that's kind of his point is like i don't need genesis to command you around i could just tell you to, to shove it and that's good enough because the thing that you need is my love and, and, and I, you're not going to give it you're not and gonna I give will it, give don't. it to you if you earn it yeah I, I think he's also kind of like he's God is not beyond redemption necessarily yeah. I think Jesse's kind of telling him you have free will it's up to you if you want you could not it, have done these terrible <laughs> things to me in my life kind yeah of. and if you want my love you can still earn it in a way it's almost like he has reconnected with his his bad dad as an adult and been like, we can do this, but you got to put in the work too. Yeah, and it, the ball's in your court, kind of thing. Yeah, it actually reminds me a lot of a conversation between on on Dax Shepard's show when he has Jake Johnson on, mm-hmm. and he talks about how His dad was a was an alcoholic, drug addict, gambler, terrible parent. They did not have a relationship when he was young, and then when he was like in his late twenties, they reconnected, and he told him like, "You're still an asshole. Like you were a you're a terrible parent. You were a bad guy. You should have been there. You weren't." You failed, but here we are as adults. Let's try, and he gives it, them that opportunity. He does, and yeah. he even talks about how they've they've been reconnected for years, and they are close, and he does love him, and he's like, and we tell each other, but there is still this, this understanding that you wasted twenty seven years of or whatever of of time, but we we can move forward and we can build something new. It won't be what it should have been but it can be something great still. Yeah. And, uh, and watching this. So I, I loved this. I loved yeah. it all. I loved this whole conversation from, I've only watched it the one time, but right away I was like, this is great. Uh, And I, that really reminded me of like a parental relationship. Mm-hmm. Of, again, of like this, this idea that your, your parent can fail and fail and fail. But if you can find it in yourself to give them the opportunity to do better, hopefully they will. Yeah, And it's less, it's definitely less dismissive than the book. Like, Jesse in the book is pretty. I mean, in the show, he is definitely pissed at God. He's not like anti God necessarily, but he is like, you know, you deserve an ass whooping. Yeah. He's very Jesse. He's very book Jesse in this scene where he's, he's, uh, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take you outside and and kick your ass. Yeah. Because you deserve an ass whooping.
0: Well, and like a little bit of what you're saying doesn't necessarily ring true with me because of the fact that like we later learn that Jesse put the saint in heaven. To kill God if God tried to come back, right?
1: Yeah, I maybe. So. I, like I, I get, think I uh, guess
0: we don't necessarily know the motivation. Well, because he
1: also says like he gives God the opportunity to just continue to walk the earth. Yes. he's like, you don't have to go back to heaven. You can just fuck off to Arizona. Do for, you're doing. Yeah, exactly. He gives him the choice. The, yeah,
2: he and didn't, yeah,
1: he also knows that God's whatever God's new creation is, it's not gonna be what he made in his image yeah he's not gonna do it it's great i was thrilled that it was at the alamo yeah yeah i'm like on a, a big giant series of confrontations happen at the alamo in the book mm, and i did okay. not think we were gonna get the alamo in the show because we're in australia yeah. i was like even Bruce and I talked about it earlier this season. I was like, <laughs> just jokingly, I was like, what do you think they'll get to replace the Alamo? Because <laughs> they replaced Monument Valley with uh, the Outback, and I was like, what are they going to do to sub out the Alamo? Which led to a really funny conversation with uh, spoilers for the book, about just about the nature of the Alamo and that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, that made me really happy. That was beautiful. I was really, 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 was really, really excited. I, had a I big love a dumb smile on my face and a big, when it was at the oh man it was great
0: the the john wayne movie that they go to see afterwards is the alamo
1: yep so it it's texas and that that ennis's idea of the the american ideal of like the the west and the southwest and that that american spirit that he's simultaneously making fun of and embracing is so inherent to the book and the character and i feel like it wasn't it was a little bit lost in the show but i'm glad it kind of comes back around the idea that you could punch God in the in the jaw at the Alamo yeah. to teach him a lesson. It's yeah. like the most Jesse Custer thing possible. <laughs> That's
0: pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I think it's I think it's a beautiful conversation. I I think some of what my disappointment was was God going back into the trailer and I was like, what the fuck did all of this mean with like him making these tentacle creatures? But then by the end I'm kinda like it's a really on the nose. He goes to interact with this creature and gets bitten on the hand, like biting the hand that feeds again. It's kind of a very like See,
1: that's not what I got out of it. What
0: did you get out of it?
1: I, I was pretty sure he was killing it. I was I thought oh. he was choking it to death. And like it was a room full of them all squawking like we love you. He we was love annoyed you. by it. He was annoyed because it was a failure. Interesting. He created something more like the dinosaurs and the people they're just they're giving him just unwavering love it's kind of well it's kind of the opposite of the dinosaurs
0: where the dinosaurs are so stupid that they don't care right that's true and then the tentacle creatures are like we were made for the express purpose of giving you love but god realizes that's not what he wants exactly i thought he was killing it and he was gonna
1: kill them all like because it was i thought i was like oh this is dark he's just strangling them all in their cribs essentially because they're like infants i was like i would have to watch it again there's part of me that felt that god was in pain okay but he
0: could be in pain because he's killing his that that was my that was my take on it so i don't maybe you might be right that
1: makes more sense i think what jesse said to him rattled him so to his core and he understood that like he was not going to improve upon humanity and he's faced with a decision you know like i said he can he can do he could work to do better yeah he could try to do better once again become an actual loving god yeah or not <laughs> can he is he capable of it we yeah. you know he's fallible in the same way that we are because we're made in his image and I think that he just was so you know I'm a little I'm, it was a little bit of a bummer because I feel like they did reach this point they reached this this moment where Jesse like lays it on the line and and God I'm like okay you've been. there's a chance here for yeah. some redemption but the preacher has been pretty clear uh, as, in a, as a story i think in both mediums that god is kind of beyond redeeming in terms of the eyes of the creators and for him to go in and just start strangling his infant creations i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> we're committing to the fact that he's bad uh yeah. and then you know further uh moved uh, advanced by what happens in heaven um but yeah i loved i loved the conversation i thought i, I took very few notes in this episode But i think feel like there was something yeah uh, um Yeah I did There was Oh we we didn't talk about Jesus yet Or uh, Jesus at the hardware store Yeah yeah yeah. That's that's next I think Yeah
0: The uh, When Jesse punches him And then God says I will rip you apart I will gorge on your innards And pick my teeth with your bones And Jesse says Still won't make me love you Yeah And then Mark Harlick's like I am a loving God, Jesse, but my patience with you, my patience with all humanity is nearing its end. You will return my affection or your replacement awaits. Yeah. And then Jesse says, man, you're tough. I get it. We got flaws, thousands of them, millions, of course, but on the most part, I think humanity is a goddamn miracle. And for that, in my opinion, you should be proud. But if you've got something better cooking up in there, by all means, go for it. Meantime, I'm going to see
1: a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go see a movie. It great. Fantastic. Yep, It was very, very good so yeah i loved the god was just chilling at the alamo in his rv yeah yeah he parked at the at the alamo back in his robes (laughs) yeah Yeah, not wearing his his his
0: fine tailored suit yeah yep the bushiest hair and once again it just keeps getting bushier and more frazzled and yeah it's very good all right act six jesus works at a paint service desk in a hardware store the customer is being a dick but jesus kills him with kindness he still calls him a dick though Stars playing golf when the pres- uh, when the Pensacola Police Department Chief pulls up on a cart to t- to arrest him. After the Chief tackles him, Star starts jerking off on the green. When the Chief notices his gun is gone, Star turns around and kills the Chief and his officer. They get buried in a sand trap, and Star's life goes on. Uh, let's we can stop and talk about those real quick. Yeah, the, the Jesus moment working well, in the store. Loved it. It's great. Yeah, it's Jesus a- being among the people
1: preaching his word trying one person at a time to make the world a better place yeah but then also kind of be like that guy's a dick yeah (laughs) very good i mean i get it you gotta you gotta blow off a little bit of steam he's only human yep
0: well and it wasn't it wasn't to make the guy mad right it was it was just kind of a you know that was a shitty interaction
1: you know what's funny i had this uh i had this conversation with my wife this morning before I, we went and got some bagels and coffee this morning and I was reminded of... Did you of, go to Barry's Bagels? I did. That's, that's By place. the way, it's just called Barry Bagels. Oh, it berry does not ba- have an apostrophe S. <laughs> <yes. laughs> <laughs> it's full circle on this finale it episode. It is, <laughs> yep. Th- this is our version of the Bagelski. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't not bring up Michigan's weird use of apostrophe S. Yes, oh, God Or lack it. thereof. I yeah, well, it's funny because her dad calls it Barry's Bagels mm. and I was like, I'm not trying to correct you to be... Dick Yeah I yeah. was like but I think it's really interesting That it just says berry bagels And he's like no And then we were at a party yesterday And he brought it up He's like apparently it's just berry bagels And I was like dude it is <laughs> It's also a franchise It's not just in Michigan yeah. <laughs> But I, uh, I was reminded of this experience I had at a different coffee shop Which is much closer to you And mm. shall go unnamed Where I was in line Second behind somebody I walked in The first time I'd been to this place And there was a woman in line in front of me, and she was very much the stereotypical kind of Karen, as the internet is. And Mm. I don't like using that word, because one of my best friends is named Karen, and she's not like that. But she was kind of like that, and it wasn't too bad. Now listen, I'm in my early to mid-30s at this point, and I've been there. (laughs) I did my solid decade or so (laughs) of retail been there yeah definitely was guilty more than once of mouthing off being a little lippy with a customer mm-hmm. for the most part i think i did okay as i never got fired from any of these jobs but and i was frequently having to restrain some of my more loudmouthy, uh hot-headed coworkers uh but i recognize in this moment she had said something a little off and she was very like indecisive just kind of obnoxious and ordered something but then was like no no wait i wanted this and they were like okay like it was kind of like oh, okay like yeah. you didn't say that but and, and it's coffee Like here's the, Come on Yeah So This was a few months ago And I, I watched it Unfold before me And I was like Being pretty patient Like whatever So it happens And the woman like Finally she says something And it's a little bit She like complained a little bit Like she was like Where's the Whatever And the employee Kind of turned around And under his breath Like kind of said something I don't remember exactly What it was But he was just Kind of like it's a Similar thing And the woman was like Excuse me <laughs> And he was like, oh, nothing. <laughs> have a nice day kind of thing. And she was like, you just said this. And he's like, no. And it, it just it made it worse for everybody involved. But I'm kind of at the age now where I was kind of with her. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you know what? You were being a dick. But the employee didn't have to do that mm-hmm. either. Because you got to have thick enough skin to just be able to let it roll off you. Yep. Like can, I said, you can say something later. You can exactly say something to your, to your co-worker hundred percent. And like I said, guilty for sure yes. of being in that exact circumstance and probably worse. Yeah. But the exchange was so weird. And I, and I was, I was reminded of it this morning and now the show kind of calls back to that again. Like Jesus is doing it right. Yep. People are going to be rude, but again, you don't know what their day has been like. You don't know where they're coming from and it, and it goes the other way. Like I've been, pleasant as hell and gone into like a, a coffee shop or anywhere and the employee has been kind of a dick and sometimes i'm like it's not really excusable you're at work which is like the 30 year old of me saying that but yeah. at the same time i remember what it was like where like i'd have a really bad day or like when i was like 20 and in college like i'd bomb a test or something and then have to go to work and just be like it ruins your day yeah. you're having a bad day too we all got to have a little bit of understanding a little bit of empathy and it's kind of what jesus tells god even when they're in the uh they're in the room uh, where he's like, how about some empathy, some kindness, some understanding, like yes. telling God, like you could, you could do that also, dad, you don't <laughs> have to be the way you've been. And, uh, it's just, it's perfect. It's yeah. exa- I, I loved it. And I feel like, uh, that little clip, I, I hope that that clip gets taken out and put on all social put media everywhere. blast and say like, Hey, <laughs> this is oh, thank you. This is the way Jesus <laughs> is in 2019. And this yeah. is the way Jesus would choose to be. So maybe we all should also.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Getting back to the recap, God returns to heaven to find his angels slain. Well, we do, we just talk about Star. Yeah, we do need to talk about Star. Yeah. Star not as long, but Yes. Star on the golf course. Uh he would
1: be an exemplary golfer.
0: Yes, absolutely. Executing on the German engineering of his body. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, that made a lot of sense. I'm a little questioning why the show chooses to allow him to live. Right. Yeah,
1: I it's it's interesting. It's an interesting choice. Why does he get? Why does he get
0: away with? Why it doesn't all? he get a come up of some sort? You know, not that he needs to die necessarily, but
1: yeah, I think that's again part a little bit of their message of like it's not always fair, yeah. kind of thing. Like sometimes sometimes things work out for bad guys evil
0: evil wins in some cases sometimes i
1: feel almost like there's a meta reference here to some current political yes goings on yes and how certain parties who should be held liable absolutely yeah will just have been getting away with continue it. to play golf yeah yeah absolutely for sure it is pensacola florida right <laughs> exactly. so exactly yeah. there was a trump 2020 sign uh yeah, in the neighborhood. Okay. When, after the two years later, when Jesse and, when Tulip, Jesse are and Tulip are running, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought so. They snuck one in there. That's good. That's. Star's good. hair is amazing, by the way. It's even longer now. <laughs> yes, it's the hilarious. more glorious. It's shittier wig, a better shittier wig. Yes. Beautiful. Uh Yeah, I liked it. I again, I still think it's they're kind of acknowledging that someone who knows how to play the game, how to play the system, can get away with it. can Will continue to get away with it. Yes, doesn't mean he won't eventually.
0: That's very true. See some justice That's very true. But, all right. Uh, God returns to heaven to find his angels slain. The saint is there because Jesse gave him his last rites, and he made a deathbed confession. Uh, God tries to offer the saint love, but the saint chooses hate. The saint shoots God in the head, and he takes God's throne. What did you feel about that? Oh, boy.
1: That's all I wanted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not true. That's
1: not all I wanted, but I really wanted that. I wonder about the implications of it all still. It's beautiful. Uh, This is one of the main reasons I wanted to reread some of those last few issues. There's a lot of reasons, but this was one I was like, I want to remember exact, because I remember being blown away when this happens in the book. So, spoiler, this happens in the book. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Like, my jaw dropped. Yeah. It is, they do a very good job but it's still better in the book (laughs) because God talks too much. Like he does talk a lot in the book. It's a lot of the same kind of thing, but it's the saint has a little bit more to say, I think in the book and he says it better. And uh, it's, but there are some almost direct lines, which is really cool. I would not have realized that if I didn't immediately reread it. Uh, But God's reaction to the saint in heaven is so much better in the book Mm. because he's, stunned he's yeah. like oh fuck <laughs> it's great it's not even like a wild west showdown he's like i am truly and thoroughly fucked yeah. if this guy decides to sh-. it's great interesting but they do a better job of setting that up in the book so the payoff is much better in the book yeah he ha he has definitely more of an axe to grind in the book than in the show okay and it works a lot better a lot better. Yeah. But the the fact that it happened was really cool.
0: The wishy washiness of the saint, the fact that he didn't kill Jesse, the fact that he like wanted to kill Jesse anyway in the first at the beginning of this episode kind yeah. of weakened it for me a they, little bit. They
1: do a much better job in the book of him and Jesse having kind of a parlay. Okay. It's so much more satisfying yeah. and it treats them Jesse treats the saint the same way that he treats God, like kind of like a dude. Yeah. But he, he acknowledges like you are way more powerful than me and like he he does it but it's just it's it's more thoughtfully written and handled uh that said i liked it a lot and i wasn't sure if it was going to happen uh the my feeling was always that when he sits on the throne it's just because he's done it's not he's not he's not gonna rule he is not god he does not have the power of the chair this is not the uh Oh, shit. What's the name of that chair in the DC universe? The Mobius chair or something? <laughs> there, There is some chair flying around in space that a character who's really cool sits in and I think it's called the Mobius chair. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. Anyway, this is not that. <laughs> I think it's just God's throne. It's symbolic. But there is a connection. in the, But they do say something about like God when God gets to the throne, he's even more powerful. There's like mm. some sort of connection there. But anyway, I never took it as the saint is replacing God. He's not the new God. He's just...
0: He's just he's done resting. Yep. He's fulfilled his purpose. And
1: in the book, he says in the show, he says, I choose hate. Yes. In the in the book, it's more like, what do you want? I like got It's the same kind of thing. Like, what do you want? And the saint says in the book, he says to rest. Ah, uh, interesting. He just wants to be done. Yeah. And uh, that's better. It is better <laughs> Yep, than being like, I choose hate. <laughs> I was like, OK. <laughs> yeah. 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 But at the same time, like it. it, it that's something that only he can do right yeah. but only partially because of his power set but also because of his mentality like he is so consumed with hate he'll, he'll shoot god like no problem and the and, and the it's similar to what they do with cassidy like tulip makes cassidy kill humperdue yeah she doesn't do it yeah she could in that moment the fight's over right yep. she could have done it but there's something we didn't take a moment to reflect on where Cassidy's like so much for Second, second chances because yeah. he's thinking okay i'm damning myself right now yeah even more than i'm already damned again he's throwing himself on the grenade for someone he loves like he's doing that so she doesn't have to yeah he could throw the gun at her but like, you do it like you want to do it so bad you do it get that blemish on your soul you kill humperdue <laughs> while he's looking at you and he does it he does it for her yeah because he's the guy who just takes all that shit on his shoulders and like does it and again it's the they they set Cass up to do that in the same way the saint is set up to do this he wants to do it obviously but it yeah. doesn't mean that he's not the best man for the job because he's the most capable
0: yeah yeah no i i like it more now that we've talked about it
1: oh man it was a beautiful visual too the way the brim yes. of his hat pretty much casts him entirely in shadow and his arms on the th- oh phew, yeah give me that That was again right into my other veins just inject <laughs> that shit into my veins so
0: sweet yeah uh and then jesse tulip and their daughter sit and watch john wayne's the alamo at the drive-in as genesis flies by in the sky very cool that was a nice little moment
1: yeah the ultimate fate of genesis is i like that it's kind of unclear it's just it out just there becomes this celestial thing flying yeah. around yeah it's awesome uh
0: i like that tulip has a little moment where she kind of looks at jesse yep. it's the opposite like is. The, the other side of the coin
1: oh thank god it was john wayne too yeah so good yep finally
0: jesse's really digging on the john white as he should as he should have been all this time exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right and then 40 years later tulip and jesse are dead they died a year apart tulip first jesse second their daughter stands at the grave with cassidy she shares the story she heard about him and how her parents thought he was the toughest guy they knew and Cassidy tears up he remarks that of all the pain he's endured getting shot twice in the chest by tulip 40 years ago still hurts him he remarks that he meant to come see them again, but he always runs out of time. And as he as he heads off, the daughter asks if they'll see him again, and he says, Jesus, I hope so. He hangs the umbrella on the gravestone and walks into the sunlight and burns up.
1: Chef kiss. <laughs> Italian chef kiss.
0: That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was a beautiful moment.
1: Yep. Like, I, yeah, I don't... Thank God Joe Gilgan got the last word in this show. Yeah. I mean, that they know. They know. Surprisingly, surprisingly...
0: Important that he did. It, yep. it was, yeah. It was all beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Is this coda in the book? Is there a coda in the book like that?
1: Yes. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, yes, sort of-ish. All right, that's, not, that's all it, you need it's to It's different from this, but... <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, sort of. Interesting. Yeah, the story does kind of end, and then you get, like, a little bit more.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, I... It was so focused on the gravestone that said Jesse that I did not even see the tulip one at first. Ah. So when it cut to the two of them standing there, I was like, why does she still look? Like initially I thought it was her because I'm an idiot. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then after a second, I was like, oh, that's cool as hell. Yeah. And so in a way, I'm glad that I didn't see it because it was almost a cooler reveal for me. I was like, wait a minute, did did he did cast turn tulip at some point like i mm. thought she was like but then it clicked and i was like oh god that's good yeah that's fantastic yeah just and casting I, her be like yeah just put a wig on her yeah. and it's a good wig
0: <laughs> yeah this is not a shitty wig. no it's not it's not uh yeah well maybe it could, could just be her hair too it maybe could they, yeah, yeah. she
1: is just the best yeah because it is like she's playing to it, but also not it's different it's a very it's a different character yeah like she does a good job of differentiating, differentiating them, them.
0: Yeah. absolutely slightly less a less of an accent and just yeah. kind of yeah
1: by the way can i in addition to my tailored suit god hot toys can i get a finale cassidy, finale cassidy hot cassidy, toys yes. so this is awesome Tren-
0: trench coat cool black future clothes yes <laughs> absolutely so good that would be fantastic but yeah no i i think i think it was a beautiful ending i think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, wrapping everything up.
1: Yeah, it was a great conversation. It it cut to the some of the heart of the relationship. I'm really glad that when they said that, you know, Dad always said you were the toughest person you knew that Cassidy's like that means a lot coming from him. Yeah, because he knows the iron that he <laughs> that Jesse's made out of. Yep. It yep. was uh, it was fantastic. Absolutely. Simple. It was simple. It was understated enough. It was serious. It had a little bit of fun with Cassidy, but it wasn't like over the top. It was not. It was somber in the yeah. right way. He looks healthier? Yeah. To me? Yep. He looks a little bit better. There's a little b- like I said there's that one line from the book that I wish that they had kind of migrated into the show. It would have been before this scene and it would have made this scene even better. But mm. I can't tell it to you.
2: Sorry. Yeah. All right. I these think are, I have a these
1: suspicion. Are restricted privileges to it those It feels who like read. there was, there's room for Cassidy to heal
0: after saving the world.
1: You mean in terms of the show? Yeah definitely
0: and 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 it would have been interesting for them to acknowledge that and have them kind of be like i i am not the worthless yes i I, my my second chance became something else kind of thing yeah i i think there could have been a comment on that yeah you're you're
1: dancing around it but you're not i don't think you're as right as you might think you are okay so but you'll you'll get there one uh, that's not to like (laughs) disparage no 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 no, no. you don't know because you don't read alex Whenever you do read this book, you'll True. understand, and we'll have a beautiful conversation about it. But anyway, uh, Cassidy is the most complex character in the book. He's the most complex character in the show, besides God, and he's complex in a different way. Like yeah. it's not like I said. I'm glad I have closure now. I know where they took the character, and it makes me love it whole cloth. Yeah. And whereas before, very frequently, You're I'd be like, like I don't why know, are they doing this? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I liked it a lot. His ending is is fantastic. I love the ambiguity of it. I love that really bittersweet delivery of that last line. Yep. I like to think that they, that was the rehearsal and they yeah. rolled on it and they were like, oh, the whole crew is crying. <laughs> That's the take. <laughs> we're yep. going to
0: use it. Well, and then just him out of focus walking in. I was just going to say, I'm
1: glad they didn't throw the focus to him. It was perfect. It Fantastic. was just, uh, yeah. It was, it was the most, probably the most cinematic episode of the season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe the show.
0: It was great. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you say we reconvene in about a week? Talk about our feelings about the series overall, at least. If
1: we can wrangle the gang together, yeah. we've got a lot of people that want to talk with us. Yeah. And we'll have to see how we're going to do that. If it's going to be over Skype sort mm-hmm. of thing, or if we'll try to get people in person, or.
0: We'll see what we can do. Yeah, it might not be exactly a week. We'll figure out. Tristan, we'll figure out our postseason plans. We do still need to get in touch with Tristan. Absolutely. What, That's been a breakdown of communication on my side. So we'll make it happen though
1: i'm sure a spirit flight from australia is uh, a little <laughs>
2: expensive <laughs> yes
1: yeah
0: so all right once again you can find more episodes of our podcast on g2tpodcast.com we're also on tv time apple podcast stitcher radio and google play music we're also g2t podcast on twitter and you can email us at g2tpodcast at gmail.com to tell, to tell us what you think of our podcast and share your thoughts on amc's preacher so we can read them on our show Send us stuff to talk about on our series wrap-up. We'd love to know your thoughts uh, if if you cannot be here with us. Hit us with
1: all the feedback you got. Yes. Series feedback, season feedback, episode feedback. Yes, absolutely. Critiques of this show are no longer allowed because the show's over. We can't improve them. True. Yeah, we don't
0: care about any corrections anymore. Just let it be wrong. Our theme music is the song All In by the Red Thread and is being used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license. That's all for this episode of Gone to Texas. There is no more episodes of Preacher for next week to bring us, but still, go forth and speak the good word.